Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, all right? I hope your guys' weekend is going good, all right? It is Sunday, all right? I'm a little upset. Before we get into it, I'm a little bit upset. It fucking snowed yesterday, all right? And it wasn't a whole lot, okay? It was maybe about, oh, like not even an inch, maybe like a quarter of, no, probably not even a quarter, way less than that. But still, it fucking snowed, and I am so upset about this whole fucking snow situation. Not excited. It is literally, literally, as we are talking right now, 35 degrees outside, and I'm ready to throw myself out the fucking window, okay? It is tragic, okay? It's awful. I hate this fucking weather, okay? But, thankfully, we're inside and we're keeping warm, okay? Because, God, I don't know. I'm just so fucking upset that it snowed. Like, what the fuck? It's not even, like, November, okay? It's not even supposed to fucking snow right now, right? It's bullshit. It's stupid. It pisses me off, right? I hate this weather, okay? But... Let's not get too deep into it, okay? Let's just let's just have a good day, all right? That's all we can pray for. That's all we can hope for, all right? A good fucking day, all right? If you don't know who I am, I am Dusty McBalls. I am the certified, with a capital cert, cougar hunter, okay? I am the man with the biggest set of skin-wrapped balls, that you could ever ask for, all right? And on today's episode, all right, it is going to be interesting, it's going to be fun, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be creepy, okay? We are going to be talking about, I'm going to be, well, not talking about, I'm going to be sharing some stories about some people that were mistaken for Halloween decorations. And by mistaken, I mean they're dead corpses. We're mistaken as... Halloween decorations, okay? But before we get into it, all right, put those Crocs on, all right? We're going to, I think I'm sharing four different stories today, so yeah, it's going to be an adventure. We're going to be walking around a lot, okay? So put those Crocs on, put them bitches in adventure mode, all right? Get some water, get a drink. I don't care what you're drinking. It is Sunday. If you're day drinking, grab a beer, all right? Crack one open. All right, let's do this, okay? So, without further ado, let's get into this weird episode of dead people being mistaken as Halloween decorations. So, our first story is a little short, but it kind of leads into the second one, okay? This first story takes place in October of 2005, where a woman decided to ultimately end her life and her, you know, lifeless corpse, her body, was mistaken for a Halloween decoration. On October 26th, 2005, a 42-year-old woman whose name was not released to the public, or, well, from what I could find, her name wasn't released, was found hanging in a tree in a random person's front yard for the whole world to see. And it wasn't just maybe like an hour. No, this bitch was in that tree for 
hours in Delaware. I think it's Frederica is where it was. Frederica, Delaware, if I'm saying that right. Now, this woman that was, you know, hung herself from the, from the tree happened to pick, like, the worst spot possible to do this. Like, the most traumatizing spot for, you know, someone to off themselves. It was in this, like, random person's house in front of a busy street. So literally all the vehicles and all the pedestrians that were walking their dogs, you know, all thought this woman was a Halloween prop since Halloween was only five days away. Her lifeless body was suspended 15 feet off the ground, waving at everybody that was just strolling by, you know, just going for a little Sunday cruise, you know walking the dogs at 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, this lady was just out there, just waving to everybody, okay? Now, state police spokesman Corporal Jeff Oldham and, you know, other witnesses, a.k.a. the neighbors, would come out and say that the body was first noticed at 7.30 a.m., but was mistaken as a Halloween Halloween. Halloween prop because of the way it was set up. Now, this story was a tiny kind of hard to research, and I don't know really who found her or who called it into the police. And I know what you're thinking. You're, you're, you're probably thinking, hey, Dusty, how could you not find that out? It's in the news and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm being so honest. I checked, like, six different news stations and, like, other places upon the internet that, like, covered this story. And they basically all said the same thing that I just reiterated. There was, like, no backstory to it. It was just all of them were straight to the point. So somewhere along the line... Someone noticed that, you know, obviously this woman wasn't a Halloween prop and they called the police, but the police didn't show up until 11 a.m. Four hours. This lady was hanging there. Well, noticed hanging there for four hours. She could have probably did it during the night. That's what I assumed is what happened, but she was hanging from 7.30 to 11 for four fucking hours. She was in that tree in front of a busy street being shown off to the kids, the cats, the dogs, that marathon runner that always walks in front of your, not walks, runs in front of your house. Yeah, for four fucking hours, right? She was in that tree looking like the witch from The Conjuring, okay? You know, in The Conjuring 1, when Lorraine goes out to the dock and Ed's behind her and you see the, the witch hanging in the tree and she's like, she's like, <gasps> and then Ed goes, oh my God, Lorraine, what'd you see? Yeah, that scene for four fucking hours. She was just there, okay? I mean, maybe... Maybe from afar, it might have looked, you know, fake. Or if you're passing by in a car, it could have looked fake. 
But the average person walking just doesn't look and go, oh, yeah, that looks like a that looks like a really good Halloween decoration. It looks real, but obviously it's not because Halloween's right around you know the corner. So it's probably just a holly holly. It's probably just a really good Halloween decoration. Listen here, people. Listen here. Stevie Wonder could see that that woman was fucking dead. Okay? How could you have not noticed that she was dead? You're walking. How could you have not noticed? It's... Really? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like... This is going to be a recurring theme because it's going to come up in the next story. But like, how could you have not noticed that it was a dead body? It's so easy to tell if it's a dead body. Now, have I ever seen a dead body? No. But I am just assuming that it is really, really... How? I don't, I don't get it. I don't. It's so stupid. How could you have not noticed? How? I mean, you can't mimic skin that well. I mean, yes, you could use pig skin, but still. And by the way, who is just going to put like, you know, a hanging dead, like a hanging prop dead body in a tree? That's kind of, I don't want to say insensitive because like, I mean, if I did it, that's how I would look. Like if I personally hung like a fake dead body outside of one of my trees, I would assume that people are going to be like, oh, he's an insensitive piece of shit and he likes, you know, to make fun of suicide. That is exactly what I would think. People would think of me if I had that in there. So I would never do it. But I just don't get it. I really just don't get it. I don't. But anyways, sorry for the rant. We're going to let's get let's let's reel it in. OK, let's reel it in a little bit. All right. Um, after she was discovered and the police, you know, took her to the autopsy and everything like that, it was ruled a suicide and it also came out that she lived roughly a quarter mile of where she hung herself. Now, hear me out. Listen, all right. I understand the world is tough. I understand, you know, people don't want to be here anymore and they take their lives. Understand that. Okay. But why in the fuck would you walk a quarter mile to someone's house, a random person you don't know, and kill yourself? That is, oh God, that would piss me off, right? That would piss me off because now I have a, a ghost, a roaming spirit that I don't fucking want here in my godforsaken house, okay? Like, like. What the fuck? If you're going to do it, do it in the comfort to comfort. Do it in your house. Do it in your house. Okay. Don't go to some random person's house, kill yourself. And then just, you know how traumatizing that would be to that family, right? I, why? I, if I were to do it, I would just do it in my own house. I don't have to go anywhere. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. That was just so fucking stupid. That is so traumatizing to that poor family that probably discovered her the next morning and finding out that it's a quarter mile away from her house, bro, I would have, I would have punched her dead body. I would have fucked that lifeless corpse up, not fucked it, but I would beat the shit out of it. Okay. I would have 
I don't know. I would have done something. That shit would have pissed me off. Because now my kids are fucking traumatized that there is a dead woman in our tree. That would make me heated. I would have sued the family. You probably can't sue them for shit, but I would have fucking... I would have killed myself in their yard. That's probably what I would have done. Because I would have been so upset. That shit would have pissed me the fuck off. Alright? But there was a similar... Similar? There was a similar situation like this that, you know, took place a few years later. Okay? And this is our second story. Alright? On October 12th, 2009... The decomposing body of a 75-year-old man named Mustafa Mahmoud. I don't know. Mahmoud? Mahmoud. Mahmoud. I I don't know how you say it. Zayed committed suicide on his balcony in Marina del Rey apartments right in California. Okay? Now, unlike our first suicide victim's body, you know, his body was mistaken for a Halloween prop. For three fucking days. For three days. This man was outside in the California sun. Rotting. Alright. Austin Rashbrook. Who's a cameraman. And owns RMG News. Was the first one on scene. When the cops arrived. At you know said apartment complex. And he would come out and say. That Mustafa was found slumped over in a chair on his third-story balcony with a single gunshot wound through his eye. He would also say the neighbors noticed the body on Monday and nobody bothered to call the police because they thought it looked like a Halloween decoration. The body was in plain view of the entire apartment complex and they all didn't do anything it's very strange it does doesn't fuck i can't read today it didn't look unreal to be honest what the fuck how okay i'm just gonna say something practical gore and effects like that can only go so far all right this is amazing to me like it blows my fucking mind right on how Somebody could look up there, see all of that blood, that just nastiness, and a hole through the eyeball just straight. If you've, okay, so like a lot of people I assume shoot, have shotguns, right? Not like shotguns, but have like shot, comma, guns, right? Because like, you would know, right? You would know that this dude, like, I don't, I just don't, like, his head would be blown apart, like, you can't practically do that shit, okay, maybe from afar, but, like, your next door neighbors is different story, they'd be like, oh, that is disgusting, that's, like, rancid, okay, let me call 911, like, that would be my first response, that's what I would do, okay, I'm like, mmm, that looks a little too real, I'm gonna call 911 just to be safe, okay, people, it doesn't hurt to call 911, alright, it's okay, alright, if you don't know, and you're scared, and you're petrified, and you think maybe somebody just fucking killed themselves right next door to you with a gun, call the police, and they will handle it, alright, not your issue, okay, because something like this might actually come up real, 
And now you're like, oh my god, I didn't call the police when I was supposed to, and I waited three fucking days. People, this shit pisses me off. It gets me just like... I don't know. I was going to make an analogy with a butthole, but I can't think of one right now. So we're going to move past that. But, oh gosh, it just makes me want to... Here it is. Blow flaming hot Cheetos out my ass cheeks. Okay? That's how upset it makes me. Right? Just an entire family-sized bag of flaming hot Cheetos just straight through the poop chute, right? That's how upset it makes me, okay? I don't understand how people can just mistaken somebody's, you know, body as a prop. Practical effects can only go so fucking far, okay? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's weird. I don't, like, what? question mark k that was spanish for what i think i don't know i didn't take spanish class but um he was mustafa was officially you know found well yeah he was found on october 15th 2009 and was ruled an apparent suicide by captain john cades of the county's coroner office Neighbors of Mustafa would say that he was a very sweet and gentle elderly man who would always say hello. His neighbors would even say that he always dressed very nice and was very fit. But a UPS executive named Earl Kepler, who was visiting from Washington, D.C., would come out and say that the apartment complex felt lonely and that he's not surprised to hear that Mustafa's body went undiscovered for days. He would also say that there doesn't seem to be a lot of community involvement. Alright, so, just a sad situation for a 75-year-old man. God, that'd suck. That'd be fucking tragic, right? Alright, but hey, people, listen here, alright? Here, let me talk, ears. Ears, people. Let me hear them. Let me. Well, I can't hear your ears, but I mean, bring them here. All right. All right. If you're in the dumps, okay. We're gonna get sentimental for a moment. Don't you fucking laugh at me, okay? We're getting sentimental, right? Because I care about you, okay. This is makes me kind of cringe out a little bit, but I'm just saying, okay. I love you guys, and I want all of you to be safe. That's why I say, stay safe, okay. If you need the help, and you don't want to talk to a professional, okay, and you have nobody to go to, my DMs are always open, okay. But by law, if you did murder somebody, I have to lo- I have to notify the local authorities, okay. All right, just saying, I do, I do. I'm sorry. Or if you're gonna hurt somebody, I'm gonna have to notify the local authorities. I'm sorry. I know, I know you don't want me to, but I have to, okay. Hold on, my beard itches. It's not really a beard, it's just more scruff, but people, okay? I'm just saying, you can always come to me, alright? I'm just a random dude on the internet that you know nothing about, okay? I'm almost the perfect candidate to just trauma dump on, right? It's okay. It's okay. I'm here for you, I love all of you, and if you, you know, need somebody to talk to, the certified cougar hunter is here, okay? Alright? 
just want to let you guys know because I love all of you. This I know it sounds extremely fake right now and how I'm telling you, but I'm being completely honest. I love all of you. All right. Okay. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. All right, now let's get on to the third story. This is the most tragic story of today. This one, actually, I could understand why, you know, people would have thought he died or thought he was acting or acting as a prop because, you know, some people can really fucking sell it and the way this is set up, it looks like he was just acting really, really good, okay? So, our third story takes place in Sparta, Michigan, involving a 14-year-old boy named Caleb Reb, who accidentally hung himself. So, as the story of this incident goes, in late October of 2001, Kathy Reb, Caleb's mom, was a school counselor and a teacher at Englishville High School in Sparta, Michigan. She told the news team in Sparta that one of Caleb's friends who worked at Alphen Ridge Farm, which is like this Halloween attraction place that offers haunted hayrides, you know, to its fellow Spartan, Spartan, Sparta citizens, okay? He told Caleb that they have a, you know, a job opening at said haunted attraction, okay? Now, once Caleb was told this, you know, awesome news, he got really excited because, like, it was his dream to work there. He really loved scaring people and just being a part of the horror community. It was just his thing. So he was very, very excited to, you know, go and work there, all right? So once the weekend rolled around, Kathy drove Caleb over to Alpine Ridge Farm to speak with Thomas Bradley co-owner of said farm and haunted hayride now unfortunately on that night which was a saturday thomas said they already had you know all the help they needed and to come back tomorrow but poor caleb was just so eager and just so excited to work at this farm that he told you know thomas that he'll work for free and you know doesn't need to be paid any form of compensation so this is what he did after he you know thomas said okay that's fine you can work tonight he called his mom and said hey i'm just gonna hang out here for a little while i'm gonna have some fun and they're letting me work for free and i'm just except well i'm just excited so you don't have to come pick me up right now just come pick me up at the end of the night and you know that's exactly what caleb did he hung around He scared people, you know, for the majority of the night. Now, Caleb started out his night working at this one attraction that featured a coffin where he would just jump out and scare people. But he shortly got bored with that and switched positions with this one worker who was at this one specific, um, what is it, attraction on the hayride that involves a hanging skeleton. Now, this is the part of the story where our poor Caleb, our innocent 14-year-old boy protagonist, you know, who was just having fun, ended up losing his life and shattering his, you know, family's world and his friend's world too. 
When he reached his new position, he spoke to another teen worker about replacing the... I just burped. Sorry. Where was I? Yes, here we go. Okay, so when he reached his new position, he spoke to another teen worker about replacing, you know, the skeleton with himself. Now, as he took the skeleton out of the noose, he set it on the ground and then put the noose around his neck. And this, this rope with this noose, what it was attached to was a motorized tree. Okay, it like moved its tree branch with the skeleton to hang the skeleton, okay? So, he put the noose on, and as he did that, the motorized tree with, you know, the noose that it was attached to, moved its branch, and it tightened the noose around Caleb's neck, choking him while his feet were still on the ground. Now, at first... Workers and customers thought he was just acting. And they're like, oh, Caleb's doing a really good job. Look at this. This is great. I love working with Caleb. And they only noticed something was wrong when he went limp. And the tree loosened the rope. And he just fell to the ground. After that, hayrider, hay riders, hayride workers you know, called out to him, and unfortunately, they didn't get a response. So, they then ripped the noose off his neck and tried to resuscitate him, but it was too late, and he was unfortunately pronounced dead on scene by the police that would eventually show up. Now, after Caleb's death, there was an investigation that the police opened up on the farm to make sure it was really an accident and that the youth employment standards were being met, which they were. And in the end, it ultimately was ruled an accident, an accidental suicide. Now, co-owners Thomas and Rebecca Bradley also made sure to tell the Grand Rapids press that they were devastated about the tragedy, but made sure to make it known to the public that the hayride is still fucking safe. I hate it when people do that. That is so fucking annoying, okay? I just... Literally just eye-rolled when I read that part when I was researching it, okay? So fucking stupid. Yes, something's tragic, but it is, it is still safe. So you guys should still come down here and hop on this hayride exactly where Caleb died, right? Like, that's so bullshit. That's so fucking stupid. I hate when people do that. Fucking business people. Alright. But the what they did kind of do to, I guess, redeem themselves from the stupid fucking comment was that they will stay open for the weekend and the next couple weekends after and some money from those nights would go to proceeds for the family, for the tragedy, okay? Which, yeah, yeah, it's fucking, I don't, I don't, I fucking hate that. I hate that one comment. That's what really, fucking business people piss me off, okay? Now, we're going to get into our fourth story, and this is going to be a good one to end on, alright? For you gory and, you know, graphic freaks out there, you know, you terrifier lovers, 
all right? This one is for you, okay? And this story takes place in Chillicothe, Iowa, not Iowa, Ohio, where a woman was murdered and found hanging on a fence, making fellow, like, workers that were in the area think that she was a Halloween prop. So, as the story goes, on October 12th, 2015, Rebecca Cade and her boyfriend Donnie Cocknor Jr., that doesn't sound right, but we're going to roll with it. They were arguing in a field, and as the argument ensued, it got more and more heated to the point where Donnie got aggressive and started to threaten Rebecca. So, Rebecca being rightfully terrified and scared, she started to run away, you know, from Donnie. And unfortunately for Rebecca, she couldn't escape. And she ended up running into an eight foot tall fence that has like the little barbed wire on top. You know, when you're not allowed to go onto like government bases or government places, they have that, those really tall fences with the barbed wire on it. That's what she ran into. Okay. And as she ran into, you know, the fence, Donnie was able to catch up to her. And once he caught up to her, he then grabbed a rock started beating with beating her with it then at some point during the scuffle donnie would stab her in the face multiple times with the knife and according to the coroner that examined rebecca's body her face was stabbed so badly that it disfigured her face significantly rebecca also reportedly had a burn mark on the back well Rewind, okay, rewind for a second. Rebecca also reportedly had a burn mark on her back so bad that it went through all three layers of her clothing, okay? So she was wearing sweatshirt, t-shirt, undershirt. Those were the three layers, and it went through all of it. That's how bad she was burned, okay? And on top of that, her biceps were torn so bad that one of them was almost completely severed. Now, after this altercation of Donna murdering Rebecca, Donnie decided to go to his sister's house, Lisa Frost, covered in Rebecca's blood and dirt from the altercation. When he arrived there, he showered and got on clean clothes while his sister threw away the evidence in a neighbor's garbage can. After he cleaned up and the evidence was disposed of, Lisa then drove Donnie to their other sister's house a few blocks away from Lisa's house. Now, if you're wondering how Donna, or not Donna, Donnie got thrown into custody and arrested for said murder, well, Lisa had a roommate named Stephanie. Stephanie Seacrest. I couldn't read it for a second. Her name's Stephanie Seacrest, not related to Ryan Seacrest, okay? And on the night of the murder, Stephanie was on her way to Kentucky to buy cigarettes. And while Stephanie was on the drive to Kentucky, Lisa called her, saying that her brother showed up with blood and mud all over him and that she let him in the house to clean up. Well, Stephanie wasn't pleased with that and was very upset with Lisa, especially when the cops came knocking on their door the very next day after they found 
Rebecca's corpse hanging in a fence. Okay, now let's talk about Rebecca's body and how she was found. Rebecca's body was found by workers who work at the AEP substation in, I think, in Ohio. I would assume it's Chillicothe. I would assume it's Chillicothe, their AEP substation, okay? It didn't really say, but I'm making an assumption, so I could be completely wrong, okay? And while they were doing, you know, their job, being good, working, middle-class citizens, they noticed Rebecca hanging from the fence. So, like normal people that would do, you know, normal people things, they went to take a look at Rebecca. And at first, they thought she was a mannequin. They then only just realized that she was an actual human being after removing her from the fence. Okay? That would be a big fucking... Imagine that. Like, oh. Oh, this is normal. This is just a mannequin. Lift her up. I burped again. That's not a fucking mannequin. That would be the biggest jump scare in your entire life. Okay? I don't know how they didn't know it was. Well, maybe she was just completely covered and like, you know, pants, shoes, sweatshirt, maybe covering the hands and stuff like that. And they didn't know fully, which is more, I guess, reasonable than the first two stories. But still, that's crazy. At least they went and checked it out to make sure. Unlike the first story were, or first or second story, fucking weirdos, but the AEP, you know, substation workers called, you know, the police and the police opened up the investigation. And once they opened up the investigation, they found out that Rob, Rebecca, not Robert, what the fuck is wrong with my, I'm sorry, people. I just can't speak. It is so hard. I'm so cold. I'm still so upset about the fucking snow. So like, it's just, it's just not a good Sunday, but we're going to get through it. Okay. But once they, the police were called and once they opened up the investigation, they found out that Rebecca was dating Donnie. So Donnie got questioned by the cops. Donnie gave the cops his alibi and after they said, you know, gave said alibi, they went and talked to Lisa, okay? Because he told them he was with his sister Lisa last night and then he went somewhere else, okay? Went to his other sister's house, right? So after, you know, so after they went talking to Donnie, then they went and questioned Lisa and Stephanie. So after the cops arrived at their home and after, you know, they start questioning Stephanie and Lisa, the cops find out that Lisa lied in her alibi about what she did the night of the murder because Stephanie immediately called her mom to tell her the situation that's unfolding like literally right in front of her and Stephanie's mom being the smart and beautiful woman that she is you know was like something's a little fishy with Lisa and Donnie so Stephanie's mom called the cops telling them to dig harder into Lisa and they did because they then decided to bring Stephanie and Lisa to the station to be questioned again and this is where Lisa tells the true story about the night, you know, that Rebecca was murdered and the evidence that she tampered with. Lisa quickly claimed in her testimony that she was 
tricking to support her heroin and meth addiction, which basically means she was lying to anyone in hopes that they'd give her money or some form of payment so she could go out and buy more drugs is what the article that I said explaining it as. I don't know if that's true, but that's just where I got it, where I'm, where I researched it. That's what it said. Okay. She would also come out and say and defend her brother saying he didn't do this. He did not tell me he did this. I was just scared and made a false statement because I didn't want to go to jail. I'm not sending my brother to prison. But unfortunately, coming out clean on this matter didn't help Lisa whatsoever. And she was ultimately convicted and pleaded guilty to tampering with evidence in relation to disposing of the clothes. And she was sent to prison for one whole year. But Donnie, on the other hand, had only spent 18 months in jail and had the murder charge ultimately dropped in April of 2017 because of a split jury. Now, even though they dropped the charge, I don't get, I don't understand why they dropped the charge because the evidence is pointing everything to um, Donnie because her DNA was all over his clothes. It was all over the rock that Rebecca was murdered with. Rebecca's DNA was also all over the towel that Donnie used to clean himself up with at his sister's house. And his DNA was found inside of Rebecca's vajayjay. Her coochie. Her, her bat cave, right? That's where it was. And the reason that I... Well, the reason they split Jiridus and dropped everything was because at the... Around the time that Rebecca was murdered, there was also a string of murders where six women went missing. And from what I also could find when I was researching was that she also could have murdered, been murdered by a group of other people because there was like, I don't know, I guess some people hated her and it didn't really, like, I couldn't find anything about it, okay? I, this one, this whole episode was kind of hard to research, but I'm being honest, like, I could not, like, literally find, because the jury said she could have, other people hated her and she was probably murdered by somebody else, okay? But I don't fucking know, okay? I didn't fucking, like, find who the jury is talking about. Like, nowhere. And again, I researched, like, ten different articles to put it all together, and I literally couldn't fucking find anything, so I have no fucking clue who they're talking about, okay, I couldn't, but yeah, he got his charges dropped, and only spent 18 months in jail for the murder of Rebecca, I think he did it, but that's just, you know, I don't know the, I don't know why, it didn't really say why they were arguing or anything like that, but yeah, that's the end of the stories, that's all four of them, I guess. So fucking weird on how somebody can mistake somebody for a Halloween prop. So fucking weird. So, so weird. But that's going to do it for this episode, okay? Um, What do we got going on this weekend? Well, this week, tomorrow, interview drops. Going to be sexy, all right? It's going to be a foxy episode. It's gonna just going to strut its stuff. 
It's going to be like, I don't know, Kim Kardashian in her porno. That's what it's going to look like. No, I hate that. I'm going to retract that one. It's going to be like... Oh, what's a good analogy? I'm trying to think. I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's going to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Just elegant and beautiful, right? Even though Jay-Z is like 30 years older than her. But still, it's going to be just sexy, right? What else do we got? Tuesday, Reddit Horror Story coming out noon. And then I'm doing our Halloween special. I'm going to release that at like 2. And then I'm doing a live show. So be be ready for the live show. You better show up. You better, you know, say your Hail Marys full of grace, okay? Because it's going to be a dark episode, all right? We're doing Cursed. Cursed with the capital Urs, okay? Horror movies. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun, all right? But other than that, I don't really have anything else for you. That was my foot that just kicked the mic stand, so it hurt, okay? But enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy a happy Halloween. I will fucking see you no matter what, but still. Let's get spooky, okay? Now, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.